Hello, wrestling fans. Quentin Grizzle. Hey, that's me. Today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Grizzle. By golly, we're smack dab along ringside and son of a gun. We're ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review podcast. And we've got a whale of an episode today, Quentin. That's right. A whale of an episode. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice he said whale three times this episode. <laughs> so it's a big whale then. That's it. <laughs> Moby Dick episode. There you go. As opposed to Oli's dick. Exactly, which uh, <laughs> they're going to be running in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> Y'all should have seen the picture he sent me after the show. <laughs> it was classic. I mean, you can always make it the art for the, uh, the episode. I don't I wouldn't, I, I w- I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I don't know if it'd, it, I don't know, it probably, I don't know if it uh, would be, um, would get by so, the, so- uh, <laughs> Yeah, social media probably take that down. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was trying to say. The uh, somebody, yeah, it would be, yeah. It, it was my best Microsoft Paint work ever. <laughs> it had the skills of a, of a five year old, but but the but it was definitely an adult version. <laughs> Just put it that way. Had Oli Oli's grumpy looking face on. You can go from there. Okay. <laughs> Okay, whoever recorded this in 87, we, we got basically a half opening. Still hadn't changed the, the, the things. I'm, I'm waiting for them to change them any day now, but I, I guess they're waiting. Summertime houses are down. Jared's not going to spend no money, so. They'll probably they're they're waiting to see who they're going to let go of. Uh, basically, all most of it's already gone. <laughs> anyway. Uh, got Lance Davis and Dash. Lance with the greeting. We talked about the Moby. He's giving us a Moby Dick. Um, <laughs> I can't even, man. <laughs> that's well, that, that picture, off, man. I see that picture. I forgot that picture you sent me, man. That was classic. <laughs> anyway. Well, first off, what, what, what day are we covering? Oh, you see, I did. I, <laughs> I, I got them broken early, folks. Oh, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be. It's already off the rails and we're only in. Two minutes and twenty-two seconds in. Uh, this is episode, we're um, reviewing the CWA Memphis TV show from August 29th, nineteen eighty-seven. That means it was taped in Memphis, Tennessee, on August twenty-second, nineteen eighty-seven. And this is our show number thirty-four. Yeah, I was fixing to go right by that again, like I did two weeks ago. Gosh, seems like you done you done did thirty-four episodes. You have a routine by now, but. When you get old like me, you forget, so. I can't teach old dogs new tricks, so we'll never learn. Yep. All right, so where was that? I can't even remember. Oh, I we were going into the rundown. That's right, the greeting. Lance gave the greeting. We talked about it. Then Lave, Lave, gosh almighty, we're going to stop restart this thing. It's just going crap. Dave, not Lave. I don't know who Lave is. Lave Brown, I don't know who him is. But Dave, uh, so we'll give today's card. He says, Superstar Bubba, Mighty Goliath, Tracy Smothers, Rocky Man Soul, Soul Man, gosh, so almost said Soul Train. Whoa, that's I don't even know those days no more. Soul Man Johnson, and the main event has got the returning RPMs against Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis. That excited me. I, I was a huge fan of the rock and roll RPMs yeah. when we were covering them earlier. So yeah, and then Lance, good to see them back. And then Lance says we got a new video of Rocky Johnson to show. So I was like, all right. But yeah, the RPMs are back. They've been gone for, what they, they left, what, around early March when we were, like, in, around in February, early March, wasn't it? 
Yeah, we only got a couple months of them. Yeah, we didn't get much. Yeah, and that, they were pretty much. They were getting really stale by then. They, you know. Uh, but today, I, I really enjoyed seeing them today. Um, we'll talk about them because yeah, I, it was it was good. Um, so they cut the break to come back, go straight into the. I guess whoever taped it, like I said, they did. Whoever taped it back in '87 did a horrible job of editing this one. Uh, they may have went straight into the music video. You think so? I I've seen them do it when I was watching the the mid '90s USWA. They might have then. Well, I apologize for this, but. Trust me, they've messed, they've cut up other stuff before. Like last week, we got watched the freaking horse racing. Anyway, <laughs> so they showed the video. Than the show. Yeah, um, it was the video was the Soul Man song. Uh, basically, it was all highlights um, of his Chuck and Jive gimmick. It, I don't think it was any footage of before, was it? No, um, not really. So yeah, it was, it was all the uh, the updated Rocky Johnson gimmick. Um, but you know, this is one of the better quality videos that they've yeah they've put put on there. Um, it, it was good. It was a mix of his dancing. Uh, they had a really good, like professionally lit posing routine, um, and then footage from the TV and arena matches. <laughs> the highlight for me was they showed him dance with the old lady again. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the highlight for me. Oh, I don't know, man. It was really solid, and it was good to see some arena matches. Uh, arena matches where he's doing more than like two moves, getting up and dancing out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said that. You know, it, it's crazy, but I mean, all you know, if somebody had all those tapes of that stuff, because man, that arena stuff was from the Coliseum. You know. Was, Really good, you know, they've really good matches. Um, I'm sure they taped over them like they did everything else back in the day, but yeah, it's good. I always see some uh, Coliseum video. Yeah, that was a really good put together video. Like I said, the highlight was the old lady dancing. Um, I think I'm going to refer to this phase of Rocky Johnson's career as his boogie woogie boy phase. Explain. Boogie woogie man, I'm sorry, phase. But, no, because you, so you, you. you have two Jimmys, right? You have yeah. Handsome Jimmy, who was more the worker, yeah. and, and it'll beat you up. And then once he became Boogie, he did not very much at all and yeah. just danced and entertained. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Basically, that's what it was. Because, uh, like I said, he was in his 40s by now. You know, he was like, wearing a tear on his body, you know, so you can't blame him. Oh, yeah, him. no, absolutely. You know? And I think he was getting more over... By this than he was before. De definitely more than he was in this run. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Would, yeah, yeah, that's know, not I, this yeah, one. I wouldn't say in his prime. No, no, no. I'm talking the run here in Memphis. Yeah. He's definitely getting over more in this run, in this run, you know, than he was, you know, when he first got there and was being all serious. And but the serious stuff was good because he was good at it. But this is over the fans more is, is getting, I think it's better. Um, so they come back from the video. Um, out comes the Prince, Bruno, Bubba, Goliath. And they go over to Lance for an interview. Bubba starts talking about a dance contest against Rocky Johnson. And uh, this video, this interview, <laughs> the Prince. Oh, I'm starting to call him the Prince. I'm going with the gimmick. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, he was funny, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, he, he killed me. What also killed me is, is Bubba's sequin jumpsuit. 
Oh man, that was, I was thinking, man, that took some. I was like, that, I was like, man, that, that was probably difficult to make. That's a lot of material. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was I shocked. I was like, somebody spent some money paying somebody to make that. You know? Yeah. No, it's not. A, I don't think it's a one piece like Bill's. I, I believe it's a vest and pants. Yeah. It was. It, but was, it, it is was. loud red sequin jumpsuit, yeah. and it looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's two piece. It's definitely a two piece. Um, but the, <laughs> the. I mean, it's better than Goliath's Walmart outfit, but still. <laughs> In '87, and you think about it, in '87, Walmart, you know, it was really lower budget back then. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Walmart in the '80s, it was, you know, Kmart was more uppity than Walmart was in the '80s. So take that, <laughs> if you mean, you know. And they went to Walmart for Mighty Goliath's outfit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then they start talking about uh, door. Would you say door prizes or, or pri some kind of prizes or something? They start talking about. Yeah, so I, I never a hundred percent got what they were talking about. They were saying the loser of the dance contest has to buy door prizes for yeah. the fans. I. Um, yeah, another, I don't. Another I don't Memphis, get that. you know. Another, you know. Don't you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do. Interviews, you know, give us the whole, you know, gimmick, you know, don't. I, I bet what it was is they're giving out door prizes at the beginning of the night or during intermission or something, I, like a whoever, raffle. Well, I guess it's whoever wins the contest. Uh, the loser has to, you know, the loser of the contest has to give out the door prizes and they raffle off the ticket number. Yeah, you know, that's what they did. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they did. Mm -hmm. um, you're talking about the prince and killing it. My favorite favorite line was something to the effect of oh gosh rocky johnson when <laughs> i was born my nose was brown you got yours from following jerry lawler and bill dundee around okay mine was <laughs> yeah somebody yeah that was good then he says he says <laughs> rocky johnson <laughs> he says when lola comes out of the bathroom so rocky johnson can tell what it smells like <laughs> I was like, dang! <laughs> yeah, was yeah like, Rickhouse was, uh, was on one this week. He was. I was like, wow. Yeah, they, yeah he said that when your favorite, he said the part you like, then he said the part I like, and it's like, you wrap them together, and it's like, ouch. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Um, go for the first match of the day. It's Bubba and Goliath. And did you notice we finally get a graphic for a, for a manager? So well, the, one of them. Yeah. Well, they, oh, they ain't gonna get broke. They gonna they've not spent no extra money for graphics for Bruno. They, yeah, <laughs> but it says with the Prince. Yeah, it says Prince for after we had had a graphic for a manager in what four months at least. So I was shocked. Uh, so it's Bubba and Goliath with the Prince uh, against uh, uh, Fraser Thompson and Greg Jones. Uh, Jerry Calhoun's your referee for all the matches today in the studio. Greg Jones, that's a wrestling name that'll make you a million bucks. Hey, I know that's about that's about catchy as Greg Earhart. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> uh, you, you were talking about our last episode how much he likes Freezer because he can move his bump. <laughs> well he really showed that off this week. Yeah. Yeah. He's a baby man, he bumps, dude. 
<laughs> uh, Glide Freezer start out. Did you see that potty slam? He just threw Freezer across the ring. I was like, dang. It's like, you know, yeah, no, uh, Freezer was was going up for him, which I mean, you don't have to, as you know, with these guys, but he, he was moving around really good yeah. for him. And we got a little, uh, for both Bubba and Goliath, like he was equally his life for each one of them. Yeah. Which uh, Bubba's far stronger than Goliath, yeah. so you know that that really was the proof in the pudding, I guess. We got Bruno back on commentary. Yeah, yeah. Finally, he he said a little. He didn't like it wasn't like it used to be, which is good because sometimes he would it would just be too much. So a little bit of Bruno on commentary wasn't bad. Um, did you see, <laughs> did you see Goliath almost fall? Yeah, so it was a weird spot. He shoots Freezer into the ropes, and I'm assuming called for him to hold the ropes. No, Freezer did. You could tell. Freezer did that because he was falling. Oh, I just know he goes to throw a back elbow. And he starts, yeah, <laughs> as soon as he puts it up, he starts stumbling, and Freezer holds the ropes. He figures he's going to fall. Yeah, Freezer immediately tags out after that, which was probably smart, especially if he made uh, Goliath look dumb. Because in comes Greg Jones. Yeah, that, that didn't last. He just soon he came the ropes. He scooped him up. <laughs> yeah, there's two body slams and the I'm gonna call it the superstar splash. What about that press slam he did? That was scary looking. Well, he I wouldn't really call it a press slam because well, he didn't get much of a press. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. That that press slam attempt. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it didn't help that Greg Jones literally had his arms out to the side. He probably that's probably his. Third match, probably. He'd probably have a clue what to do, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Nobody's showing him how to throw a press slam. But, man, <laughs> he, he was arms out to the side for a tee. Goliath tries to press him, just says, nope, and dumps yep. him. Yeah. <laughs> and so Bubba comes in, uh, hits, a, hits a slam and a splash for the pin, for the win. And, um, you know, I like that they didn't go 90, I mean, Nine seconds, ten seconds, like they did last week. You know, it made it. It's okay every now and then to go in there, you know, and do a fast one. But you know, put in. We know you're gonna win, so put. You know, I think, especially with them bumping. Tell you, I think it looks so good. Uh, them bumping freezer around like that. So you know, it makes it even look. To me, it makes him look bigger and stronger. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, but uh, because I mean, yeah, the little skinny guy. I mean. You expect it, but yeah, they were throwing Freezer around like he was a lightweight. Freezer probably could have took that press slam better than Greg Jones. Yeah, sure he could. After, like I said, I like Freezer. He's really, he's a good hand. Um, so I cut the break. Um, no, I'm sorry, no break. I don't was it? What, what did I write? I put no break. Yeah, there's no break. We went straight to a backstage interview That's with Rocky right. Thompson. Yeah, okay, because I thought they were going to put no break. Usually they do a break. There's no break. David the desk, he throws it to Lance in the back with Rocky Johnson. Talks about the dancing contest with Bubba, and there, who's in the background getting some more TV time again? Old Billy Boy. <laughs> Billy, my boy. <laughs> Billy, my boy. <laughs> it's like, I was like, should I just let him come back? I was like, I don't know if he's going to be there, and sure enough, there he was. <laughs> he didn't do it as much as he did last week, but he was still back there for a good, he, got, he made sure people noticed he was standing there. Oh, me. Uh, I love Rocky. Rocky's always got a good line. Um, my line of this interview was, uh, I ain't no Fred Astaire, and I'm no James Brown, but I can get down. Yeah. 
He always has a good little line in yeah, his yeah, interview. That's they smooth. always a little, little something, a little shucking job, you know, talk. Jive, I would call he's good state. When I worked at the state, uh, there was a guy who called him Jive Turkey. And doing that, you know, little, little, you know, little, little rhymes and stuff, you know, little, little lines like that. It's like, yeah, a little Jive Turkey line there. Uh, so, <laughs> music's hit and everything. Uh, so, uh, the uh, when it gets to the curtain, okay, I, it's my. I was thinking, I was going, was going, wasn't going to write it, but I was thinking, well, I'm going to go in and write it anyway. When it goes to the curtain, did you see the big jacked up guy? Yep. Do you know who the mighty Zulu was? No. I think his name was Ron Pope, maybe. Man, that dude. I thought at first I was like, was that? I was like, is that the mighty Zulu? Because, I mean, it looked, I don't think it was, but it really reminded me of the Mighty Zulu. And that whole, man, tell you something, that was a bit packed crowd. I mean, they was, there was at least 20 people standing on that side. Yeah, the crowd was packed, and they were on fire yes. for Rocky Johnson. Yeah. yeah. They, they were having a good time dancing. Rocky stole yep. somebody's hat. Yeah, so he, put on, he, he, he uh, started dancing. The dude, the, the dude looked like Zulu dances for a second. Then he starts to bay face around the ring. He grabs... He grabs a heavyweight girl and they start dancing, and then he grabs some kid's hat and puts it on. <laughs> and he wants to dance, but the kid looks scared. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, that kid looked petrified. Yeah, it's like, and I don't think he liked the fact that his hat was gone. Yeah, I just looked, just staring at. I wouldn't get up. Just standing, Rocky's trying to get up for the kid to dance. The kid just stood there. I was like, "You didn't scare the kid, dude." <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I mean, that kid was little. Rocky's a yeah, big man. Exactly I can see that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was a little. I mean, it's a little kid, and you know, and it's Memphis, so you know, you you teach your kids, you know, not everybody's a friend. <laughs> You know, so you see, yeah, don't, don't talk to strangers. Well, this is the biggest stranger I've ever seen in my life. Exactly. And he has my hat. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you, yeah, you think about it, it. You know, you're a little kid, little. But I mean, this was what you say, maybe four. Yeah, maybe. I mean, sitting he's sitting on dad's lap. So you look up and there's Rocky Johnson, and it's like two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Oh, he's sixty-four. Remember, he, he dropped. Oh, dropped another one. Yeah, they said it during the match. Um, like I said, he was 64. Yeah, he's dropping a pound, I think, every three weeks now, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, man, poor kids are nightmares. Uh, so he gets in the ring. Um, so it's the second match of the day. It's Rocky Johnson against Ruff. And poor old boss winners. I don't think he ever got a graphic, did he? <laughs> I think he might have got one in the 90s, I think, maybe. Um, this match was really fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, super fast. Yeah. Um, two drop kicks and a scoop power slam. Yeah, so last week he won with, what, the belly to belly? Yeah. This week the power slam, so he's doing a different power move. The first couple of weeks it was drop kicks. Then last week it was um, power slam. This week it's, I mean, uh, about this week it's the power slam. So he's he's makes a, a new little something in there every week now. But let's, let's not worry about the wrestling. Calhoun dances this week. Yeah. I guess he told him, he's like, you know, yeah, he danced a little bit, and then um, he gets out and, and basically gets out of the ring and dances his way to the back. <laughs> but it would that, his matches, though, I, his do need to go 15, 20 seconds. I mean, 
Well, I mean, it makes sense. the gimmick is that he dances after. Yeah. Yeah, man, don't blow him up. Well, it's like Jimmy. Jimmy Valley, like, you know, like you were saying earlier about Jimmy You watch all those uh, early to mid-80s uh, Jimmy Valiant Crockett matches, you know, the, the B-shows, uh, all the ones I shot, the TVs I shot in the Carolinas. You know, he'd come out there, the, you know, doing the gimmick, go around, he'd come in, you know, and he'd hit him with like an elbow uh, something, then he'd hit him with elbow drop, and one, two, three, and that was it, you know. Get up, start doing clapping, go back out around the ring and do the back. Yeah, that is off the boogie-woogie. Yeah, that's, I mean, so that's basically what he's doing, which is good. It's getting him over more. I mean, I have, I, you know, I applaud him for actually, you know, doing getting over by doing less, you know. Yeah, no, that's what, that's, that's Ideally, that's the name of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're older like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm sure, though, on like the you know the house shows and the spot shows, he's putting in some time, you know. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, but like TV, I mean, like I said, that's what Valiant did. So, you know, and it you know it gave him you know about four year, extra years with Crockett, which you know if he was trying to be handsome, it wouldn't it it wouldn't have worked, you know. So I, I applaud old Rocky for using the brain on this one. So go to Lance with Evansville uh, show for Wednesday night, September the 2nd, 1987. It's at the Col uh, Evansville. I almost said Miss High Coliseum. Good grief. Evansville Coliseum. And guess what? It's student night with $3 general admission. Can't beat that with a stick, man. No, and it's K through 12, so you can be technically an adult and still be getting general admission tickets. Hey, yeah, because, you know, if somewhere through K through, you know, 12, if you, you know, happen to not be the smartest stick in the bunch and had to repeat, hey, you're 18, you're still in school. Hey, you still get the $3 admission. No questions asked. I don't know. Depends on who's probably doing the door. Christine Jack. Christine. That's true too. Ah, uh, you ain't you 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 got chin hair on your chin. Now you say you're six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but oh, she was the most loveliest person in the world, right? Anyway, oh, where was I at? Oh yeah, student night. Um, this is the first. They always never, you know, this. Do a few matches. They he starts out and talks about a war match for the Southern Belt, Don Bass and Jerry Lawler. Uh, he didn't say who the champion is. Uh, then he talks about a nasty match where anything goes. Uh, Paul Don Patanaka versus the Nasty Boys, Mid American Belt match, a dance contest, and a match added to see who uses the name the superstar. Then Paul and Pat come in to plug their match with the Nasties. Pat Tanaka still doesn't say a word. Hasn't said a word in three months. <laughs> no, I mean, Pat, Pat's never been the best talker. I know, but still, come on, say something. <laughs> oh, but Paul Diamond calls them uh, the fat boys. <laughs> Uh, the prince talks about Don Bass. Don Bass walks in the picture. I was like, guys, I, th I thought I saw somebody moving a little bit in the, the you know, I couldn't tell. And uh, and then Bass comes in. Talked their match with about their war match with Lawler. Um, 
What did he, I didn't I didn't write that down. What did he 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 said something that was really short and sweet to the point, Bass. I mean, it wasn't much. Just talking about how he's going to beat Lawler's brains in. Yeah, I think that's what he said. Yeah, killing, yeah, you know, beating man or killing or something. Basically, what he says most most interviews. Yeah, I was about, I was about to say he's go to. Yeah, yeah. Well, that like I've been saying, you know, these these little ten second, twenty second, you know, uh, card rundowns. That's all. You know, you don't you don't put much into them. You know. Uh, especially because the music Dundee are always the one that gets the most time on them, so theirs has more to it. But everybody else gets you know ten seconds. So okay, so they cut back to break. I mean, cut back to. I'm sorry, gosh, I'm I'm sitting there looking at my notes. I got them in bit. I'm double space, double using two lines on this stuff. Highlighter, asterisks, so I won't mess up. It says back to studio, and I said back from the break. Back to the studio. Lance is standing, and out comes George Barnes with the international title. So they've had a title switch. So Dundee lost the belt to George Barnes. So he comes out and uh, starts, <laughs> starts talking about Dundee. And uh, Okay, I got a question. That belt, is that the same belt that they used for the Southern title in the early 90s in USWA? That one Brian Christopher had, it was just, it didn't look, it just looked weird. I, I don't think it is. Okay. Because remember, it was like silver, silver, and then they had like a big, it looks like it, but it looks like they, you know, because when he had, when Christopher had like that, and they put that big gold looking thing right in the, on the member, and it just clashed. And was, to me, it looks like the same belt, and they just put that thing on it. Just, I, mean, I mean, maybe, maybe they fixed be, it up. Or the same design, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it may be, and they may have somebody, you know, refurbish it or whatever. Yeah. But I, I know the one they used in the 90s, while not the greatest belt in the world, was is, is in better shape than that, uh, that international title. Well, international's been through it, though, by this time. It, it's been through the ringer. You know, it, it's been used and abused, you know? <laughs> so. This was a great fired-up interview by George Barnes. Yeah, he's more into this one than his last one we saw from him. Yeah, he, he and I'll tell you at the end he 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 I like it. he he was slow. He builds up, builds up, builds up, and at the end he that's when he he gets that voice going. And uh, yeah, he um this was good. I thought. Yeah, and I, and I like that he uh you know he 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 does what any heel would do, right? He refuses the rematch. Yeah. Unless Dundee puts his hair and his jumpsuits on the line. Yeah, he's talking about the jumpsuits at first, and I was like. That ain't happening. And then when he said hair, I said, well, that definitely ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, and so that's the only, that's only way he'll do it. And I was thinking, well, I know this is Memphis. we got to throw out the logic a lot, 90% of the time. But I think even Lance even said that he gets a rematch since he was the champion, right? Didn't even Lance say that? Lance said he should. Now, in, in wrestling lore, yeah, you always get a, a rematch, right? Yeah. But uh, he says he won't sign the contract. But it... But I gotta. I'm thinking on that. There's not a on your rematch clause. There's no time limit out there, right? Oh, heck, I don't know. This is all work. So. <laughs> oh, let me see. Let me look at the official rule book here. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry to you know tell you this after you were in the business for 20 years, but <laughs> this is a work. Dang, you just ruined. I'm done. No more podcast. You just ruined it for me. You, you, you didn't 
think your soft punches are really knocking people down? Wow, man. I thought they were. I thought I just had a good punch. <laughs> <laughs> good thing you've never been in a bar fight. Amen. <laughs> Speaking of bar fights, I know I'm going off topic, but I just I heard us seeing this story with uh, Cornet and Hacksaw, and they're talking about this bar. They're talking about the Watts territory, and they're talking about this famous bar somewhere in uh, Louisiana. Speaking of Louisiana, pray for the people of Louisiana and, and Texas because they're fixed to get whammied. They're, yeah, big time. Yeah, God bless those people. Um, they're talking about this bar, famous bar that they'd go to. I want to say it was Alexandria, where it was at. It's called like the Lighthouse. Of course, it was out in this big field, and like it was, and they and uh, said that uh, Dougie was telling the story about where he was sitting smacking him with a piece of ice. He turned around, was looking, and, you know. Then he said he was sitting there, and all of a sudden, somebody threw. He got hit with his ice. He turned around, and there were these two girls with uh, Williams and. Uh, Hercules, and he thought it was one of the girls. He went over and they, him and this girl got into it, and then next thing you know, this big brawl started. <laughs> and <laughs> is this the one where Pee Wee Anderson jumps on the the bar? Yeah, jumps on the bar, <laughs> rips off his shirt. <laughs> and uh, they said that they said he looked up, and Doc was just sitting there, just one by one. They come at him. He said he just poop, just picking him off with one punch. And he said he looked over Hercules was just like a windmill, just throwing punches like a wind. <laughs> he says he runs. He said they go to get out. And he says he looks up. There's Terry Taylor in the car. You know he's in the car getting a blisco. Uh, um, <clears throat> a black. You know what? Uh, uh, I yeah. got you. One of those things. <laughs> yeah. So he's. <laughs> there's no fight to be found, but you know where Terry? He's out in the car. You know what he's known for, from the stories I've heard. Uh, Anyway, yeah, but that was just, it was funny. He said, then he said that Doc told him, like, on his dying days, that he goes, he said he saw him right before he passed. He said, you know, it wasn't us that threw the ice. And that was, like, like 30 years later. <laughs> but it said that, and they said there, you know, that he was, he was picking them off. Uh, Hurley's windmilling, and he said, and he looked over, and there's, there's Pee Wee Anderson up on the bar. <laughs> Yeah, like ripping off his shirt, yeah. like doing a Hogan flex yeah. routine or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it was flex. <laughs> That's the best. I, thought, I just, I never heard that song until I heard it. Uh, was it about two, three days ago? When I was over the weekend. I stumbled across it, and I, I listened. I said, like, "That's a pretty funny story." Anyway, I just killed twenty minutes on. I don't even know where I was at, but anyway. Uh, We're going into the match with Tracy Smothers versus Keith Eric. Oh yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, they they yeah the whole I'll write the title. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. Anyway, so we've got the third match of the day. Music hits. Out comes Tracy Smothers. Tracy Smothers gets Keith Eric. Um, and and it was South's going to do yeah. it again this week. I'm still sure. I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't last week because I heard banjo last it, week. It and might like, have there's been no a banjo when South's going to do it again. It might have been a different song last week. Because I was going to say yeah, I, this week it was, but I, it might have been a different song. You never know with Memphis. I mean, they're gonna what they're gonna give you because that was a time when when they. I mean, just, they played that one song for Dundee that was terrible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At this time, you know, it's like hit or miss on the. As actually, as we see later in the show, uh, 
Jarrett and Travis get a different song. So I noticed that. So it, at this time, every, you know, when a lot of people were getting music in Memphis, it was new to Memphis to get for that many people to get music. You know, usually it was just the top guys that would get it, and uh, sometimes they even and they wouldn't even get. It, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's you don't know what you're gonna get with that. So it could have been a different song last week. It probably was. Uh, boy, Tracy had his working boots on, didn't he? This match was really exciting and fun, man. Yeah. Um, Tracy kept Keith Eric just alive enough to where it didn't seem like a total squash. Yep. They went two minutes and 15 seconds, but it seemed like it went longer just because they did so much. All action, arm drags, hip tosses, leapfrogs. It was crazy. I mean, they, he, yeah, it was, um, he was a flying back elbow. And then he hit the Dundee crossbody for the win. <laughs> I wish I would. Do you happen to know when Tracy started using the back elbow off the top? Eighty-eight, uh, probably. Right. Okay. I think it's when he came back from Continental in eighty-eight. Yeah, that's what I've always known Tracy for was the the Tennessee Jawjacker. I'm that pretty back sure elbow it was eighty-eight when he. I think he went and did Continental for a little bit and then came back in eighty-eight. I want to say. 88, 80, uh, late 88-ish, maybe early 89-ish when he came back, whenever that time period was, when he came back and uh, for another little run in Memphis. I think that's he came back doing it then. But, um, yeah, this was really good. Did I ever tell you why they caught the Dundee crossbody? Because Dundee always did it? Yeah, he was like the first one around. He did a lot. In Memphis, especially when he first turned babyface in Memphis, he used it a lot. Um, so a lot of people caught the Dundee crossbodies. He's the only one that ever used it. The, yeah. the best uh, Dundee crossbody or turnaround crossbody, blind crossbody, is still uh, Tom Zink on Brian Lee. Is that the one we went in there? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one where he, yeah. Tom Zink gives Brian Lee this big, giant hip toss. And instead of waiting for Brian Lee to feed up and then run into the corner, Tom Zink just goes. <laughs> Brian Lee's still in the other corner. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Zink just eats it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, that... I remember that now. Oh, yeah, he just like didn't even look to see if he was even, you know. He just went with it. Timing, man. You got actually. We were teaching those in, at the school the other night. Oh, really? And I was I was running that with one of the kids. Give, give me a back elbow, turn around, crossbody. Um, and he didn't wait for me. Yeah. I turn around and he's at my feet. <laughs> I'm like, there we go. Yeah, because you got these people, they got to understand everybody works different. You work different size guys, and everybody is on the same time. So, you got you know, if you guys are a little slower, a little bigger guy, you have to, you know, take it down a couple seconds, you know? Or if they're, you know, selling the elbow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Mainly selling the elbow, yeah. Well, nowadays, you know, but, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, Let's put that soapbox up for a little bit, but yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it, it, it's all boils into that. You gotta, you can't go too fast on stuff. You know, you're in there. Y'all work. You know, it's a whole saying. You gotta work together, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, he, he hit it this week. Remember last week? It the, it was discombobulated with with. We don't know what happened. Remember? So. Oh yeah. So he, he, yeah, actually, so yeah. he got that for the, um, uh, for the three three count for the win. Tell you something, man. Him, 
going over that top rope to the floor, I think I'll exonate that on my routine when I leave the ring every time. That's man, Tracy likes showing off how athletic he was, Ooh, man. Oh, man, that's a long drop, dude. <laughs> but, all right. So he goes back. He goes to the back. Uh, <laughs> out comes Bill Dundee in his blue Elvis suit and struts. Starts strutting right there by the ring. Comes out and uh, did you notice there were some uh, some boo birds in the crowd for Bill Dundee today? There are some people booing him. Wow, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Really, I, I didn't really roll. I didn't catch it. I wouldn't be shocked. And knowing Dundee how we do, you know he didn't like that. Yeah. So it comes to the Lance, and they start talking about the the rematch and all that, and talks about you know. Um, The, um, I just got me a delivery. Guess what I just got, JP? What's that? Got me two new books, uh, notebooks for my, for, so I can write my notes on, you know, since I'm old school. Look at here. They were Oh, pissed, but they're college ruled. <laughs> do they not make fat, fat, uh, what? I don't think they do, because that's all I've ever seen here lately when I bought them. But still, thank you for that. I just got a delivery. And it wasn't Amazon. Oh, uh, anyway, where was I at? Well, I, I know the notebooks you normally use are the ones they use kids to first start writing that are about an inch and a half fat. Yeah, yeah. With the dotted line in the middle. Hey, you're going to get old one these days. <laughs> anyway, where was I at? Where was we at? We're, we're going on the Dundee interview. Oh, yeah. He talks, it man, you know... Uh, uh, he got really serious. I like this. Because he brought up that, you know, and at first when we started, I was like, this is going to make him look weak. But then, you know, I actually thought about it. I was like, you know, it was good because he hasn't. He's always lost his hair. His wife's lost her hair. You know, and... Did Dundee ever get his head shaved? Yes. I've never seen Dundee without that giant pompadour. Yeah, hair. he he's yeah he got his he got his shaved and the next week she got her shaved right ain't that how it went? I, I know she got her shaved. I didn't know that Bill got his. Yeah, I think they yeah. Or he lost the car. Then the next week they both got their head shaved or something like that. Yeah, he's got his yeah. But you know, talking about he's never for some reason he's never won a hair match, which and, and, and he I thought it was good. You know, he wasn't joking around. He was serious. And him being serious, it maybe it, it it took away the uh, you know him being you know all oh, your bay face needs it making it making it look strong, but it, it's making him look smart because they you know everybody's like oh he yeah he's always losing his hair you know he he never beat Lawler in a hair match you know because that was the whole thing when he come back remember he never could beat Lawler in the hair match you know I, so. I get that but the fact that he turns down the match seems strange. It did, it does, but I just, with him explaining the whole thing, you know, I think he even should have, I think he, he should have threw in the wife gimmick too. He should have threw it in there and said like, you know, I couldn't even win it. I, my wife had to get her head shaved. I think that would have even been better. It would, you know, but to me, like I said, I, at first I was like, eh, you make yourself look weak, but, you know, that whole thing of he can't win that match, so he's not going, you know. Because he's like, he explained, you know, he don't know what it is. Something always happens. 
I've never understood what the big deal is on wrestler's hair. Oh, with him, I mean, he would, you know, he, he talked about, you know, walking down the street and having uh, his head checked, you know. <laughs> you know, some Lancer said, well, you know, Bill, you could have get, get one of those uh, matches like Jerry got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit off the top and the sides. <laughs> yeah, you can put some gel in it, have a really cool spiked look. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll give you a good two months off. But you know, like I said, the first my first thought was like, oh, it's making it look weak, because it is different. It's your baby faces usually don't never turn down. But he explained the history of it. I said, and I think if you would have threw the wife in, that would have even made it even better, you know. So I, I get it where he was trying. They were trying to go with it. Um, I think it might be a little more. Um, more thought than what the average Memphis fan would be trying to would realize and so I don't know how the fans took it as you know actually if I at my at that time period my age if I could remember if I saw this at my at, during you know at this time period uh, I probably would have been like well he's chicken you know so I don't I don't know how it come across you know the fans but that's the way it would have come across me at the time which I, I don't remember you know I remember a lot of this year I remember the 88, 89 year more, but I don't remember this part. Um, but that's, so I don't know how that come across to the fans, but I see where he was going with it, and it was serious. And if you're smart, I, you know, you kind of see where it's going. But I don't know where the fans, how they took it, though, you know? I will say that it played into the second half of this interview well, with Superstar Bubba coming out and calling Dundee a coward for not accepting the oh, challenge. Oh, it was perfect. They set this up perfect. Because you could tell he was, you know, he was really, he was, you know, he, he, you could tell he was, he was playing his, you know, emotions really good. He did good in this, I thought. He really, yeah. you know, was, you know, making really, like a really emotional, you know, getting emotional about it and everything. So Bubba comes out there and, yeah, whoever set this up was perfect. And Lance, and Lance, I tell you, we talk about how Lance is the MVP of the show. Here it was. You had a green oh, every had, episode, yeah. You had a green guy coming out there. You had a veteran Dundee. He ain't got to worry about Dundee, ninety nine percent of the time. Uh, but he, he, you know, he said, you know, he guided this. He's like, you're coming out here when his, you know, and he even said, you know, you know, his emotion talking about Dundee's emotions right now, and you're coming out here doing, you know, yeah, kicking a man while he's out. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, Lance was just great. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lance, he got it bub on this and, and did it perfect. Yeah, and I re I, so I really enjoyed this. Uh, so, Bubba challenges Dundee to the match for the Superstar moniker, right? Yep. Um, and it almost plays like Dundee doesn't want the match, but Lance is actually kind of goading him into it. Yeah. You know, Lance is saying, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah, because see, the thing here, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Dundee plays it off because he, he's still acting like he's a little distraught from the whole earlier thing with you know he's only gonna get his title shot back if he you know puts up every you know his hair in his Elvis suit you know yeah so he's, he's gotta put up his moniker yeah exactly his gimmick so he, he's just and he plays it off well cause yeah Bubba comes all you know and yeah Dundee like I said Dundee did this good Lance did this good Eddie Marley comes out he played yeah. his his part good he says I got the this contract. was gold to me it he, was, he comes out with generic contracts yeah 
Bubba signs immediately. Dundee wants it to be in here in a stipulation about the superstar thing. So they put it in. They have both guys initial it. Yep. Which you would have to do in a legitimate contract. Yeah. I did notice Bubba kept making a lot of small comments toward Dundee. Yeah, and Bubba did good. Knowing, knowing Dundee, I know Dundee doesn't like that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, he was... Didn't he say something about... It being, he said something... He, Something about him being short. I can't remember what it was, but I died laughing about it. I forgot to write it down. But he said something. Yeah, he was a little qu- he was a little quirks, man. <laughs> it, was, it was good. But my favorite part is Dundee going, all right, man, listen, you're a lot bigger than me, so we need to go over what the rules of this match are going to yeah. be. And Bub was like, we don't need any rules. <laughs> and they, he goes, no, no, I think we need some rules. It's like, who needs rules? Yeah. So you don't want any rules. And it, Bubba didn't change what he said yeah. enough, so it was a, I knew something was about to happen. Yeah. But Bubba just goes, we don't need rules. So Dundee kicks him square in the nuts. Dude, that looks stiff, too. Oh, it looks stiffer than heck. <laughs> he was wearing a cup, man, because he drilled him, man. <laughs> yeah, and the crowd erupted. He did, yeah. That was a huge pop. Yeah, they popped big time. And Bubba didn't just, like, grab his nuts and bend over. Like, he dropped. He dropped, like, yeah, like a sack of potatoes. And the, the rest of the commission's coming out, trying to help him up. Yeah. And, like, Bubba's not, he's yelling at Dundee, but he's not going for him. Yeah, he's selling yeah. his nuts. Yeah. He may have legit got kicked in the balls. I think he did, man. Because it looked, <laughs> if that was a work kick, man, that was the best-looking work kick Dundee's ever thrown. Uh, dude, he kicked a field goal with those yeah. balls. Yeah, yeah. I'm just praying he had... Is he head on that jumpsuit? I'm hoping he has some some something down there to, you know, it's still gonna Can you hurt. Elias plastic, plastic shield. <laughs> something down there to take some of the impact off, because man, that was a, whoo, that was a doozy, man. So yeah, Dundee powders to the other side of the ring, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, the people are eating it up, man. They're eating it alive, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. That was really good. I, 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 that whole thing, how they, they, the whole thing was set up perfect. Uh, you know, the whole thing with, uh, you know, the got emotional Dundee, you know, with the whole hair and jumpsuit gimmick, and then they just rolled in. And like I said, Lance, in both parts, Lance was just, you know, spot on. Like I said, he was even, you know, you know, even. You know, agging it on. That sounds like a good idea. You know, just it was man. Everybody, you know, even Bubba. You know, he did his part. You know, he did his part. He like I said, threw little little jabs in there. Well, I, I should have wrote that one down because I was laughing on it. It was something about him being short. But but yeah, Dundee did great. Lance did great. It just I still don't think Lance Russell gets enough credit, man. He absolutely not. Man, he he guides those green guys and. Uh, this whole segment, Dundee did great. Like I said, when Dundee wants to be serious, man, and and same with Lawler, they're 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 lights out. It's just you, they just get off track with the goofy stuff. But yeah, uh, they just at, at some point they don't care, and you know they're just kind of doing it. Yeah, and that's when it, it gets hokey, right? Yeah. But when they're serious and they're invested and they're involved, there's no better talkers in the business. Yeah. 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 Because they come the day we talked them in the seats to give them, then you gave them the, the action. That's what Memphis show TV show was. You know, it was crazy, 
crazy stuff with and talking them in the seats and giving them just a little taste of craziness, so they'll go. You know, that's what the Memphis yep. was about. Hey, we're gonna take a little pit stop here, um, and uh, we'll be right back with you. Hey, right, we're back from the little break there. Even though y'all don't get the break, cause you know, like I said last week, we ain't got nothing to put there in the break time. Anyway, uh, so where were we at? <laughs> we're about to go into the Evansville Rundown. That's right. I'll let you go and take it away then. Well, before we go into the Evansville, <laughs> Indiana lineup, let's talk. What? I know what you're fixing to talk about. Thursday, September 10th, we will be in Huntingburg, Indiana with a great big show there. And then Thursday, September 17th, we will be in Ollie's Dick, Indiana. <laughs> we, we are going to be sponsored by the, the local agriculture society. And they just want to remind you that if you trim the bushes, the tree looks bigger. Back to the Evansville, uh, Evansville show rundown. Uh, first match, we'll have superstar Bill Dundee versus King Carl Fergie. Then we'll have superstar Bubba versus Rocky Soulman Johnson. It'll, there will be a dance contest followed by a match. The Mid-American Heavyweight title match, Jeff Jarrett defends against the Mighty Goliath. The Nasty Match, Bad Company, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka take on the Nasty Boys, Brian Nods and Jerry Sags. And the War Match, Don Bass versus Jerry the King Lawler. Okay, I got a little comment about this dance contest. I, when I watched this, it took me back to uh, 93, sometime in 93, in Shelbyville, Tennessee. I was working... Uh, Gary Valiant, we had a dance contest before our match. And man, I got a pop when I started dancing. I didn't think about it. But I about that. Today I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I was dumb. I should have took that pop and ran with it and become the big fat dancing white guy. Everybody loves a fat, a fat funny white guy, right? So... I have a similar story. Laverne, Tennessee, challenged to a I'm, dance I'm contest. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I don't think you were booking at the time. No. Um, yeah, but uh, I was challenged to a dance contest, Laverne, Tennessee. Um, on, on the fly, right? Like, nobody smartened me up beforehand. And I see the baby face looking at me laughing. And I can't dance, but I can do a few things. <laughs> um, so I hit a spin a rooney and a worm because those are the only two things I can do. <laughs> but that was all I needed. Um, the baby face was psychomedic. Oh, okay. Who cannot dance. Yeah. And he's just looking at me wide eyed because he thought I would do absolutely nothing. Story it really doesn't have much of a payoff, but uh, yeah, I, I, I feel that I've I've done that. Yeah, I, mean, I was just like, you know, I think I was like, man, I got a big old pop. I should, you know, that was my chance. At, but you know, I I, did, I was clueless back then, so hey, I'll say I'm still clueless. But anyway, yeah, I just sorry about it. Got off there a little bit. Um, tell you what we're gonna do. I gotta take another uh, break. I hate to do this, folks, but we gotta take another break. All right, sorry about that little cut off there. Uh, had a little mercy there. Not a mercy, but just had to 
take a little few seconds off there. So we come back with Don Bass and Ed Maddox. We get no graphics. Don Bass, he wasn't waiting for nobody. <laughs> he was trotting to that ring, wasn't he? <laughs> he? He was trotting to the ring to the dulcet tones of Dropkick Me Jesus. And the song had got into like three lyrics and the match was over? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> he wasn't messing around, was he? <laughs> no. No, he straight in the ring, starts beating up Ed Maddox, hits a weird flapjack thing, 22 well, seconds, and well, we're first, done. First, he clotheslines Maddox right in the throat. Because <laughs> on that slow-mo, you know, when they cut to break, man, uh, it got him right in the throat, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that flapjack was a little, a little, a little shaky, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he, he got him up in a bear hug, and then just kind of fell backwards. Yeah, it was kind of, it was different. <laughs> So, yeah, it was really short. But, yeah, like I said, you know, you don't want Don Bass going out there. It's kind of like Rocky Johnson. You don't want to go out there, you know, going to Fast King and save, save his matches for the house shows, spot shows, you know? My my favorite is, so as a fan of a, a strange hometowns, yeah. uh, being from Tater Peelers, I see myself, what is it, Greasy Fork or Greasy Spoon? Or Greasy Corner, Arkansas. Greasy Corner, Arkansas, yep. Yep. I love it. Yep. <laughs> Even if he does have Texas on his boots. Yeah, that th that's what's the best part of it, I think. It just, it it fits him. I mean, it just, <laughs> if he didn't have him on there, anybody else had it on there was like, you know, say they were from like Georgia and had like Missouri or something, you know, it'd be like, huh? But it's Don Bat, you just go with it, you know? <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just him. Yeah, and then he comes over and uh, he uh, says like three words on the mic. He's like, I'm going to kill you, Lawler, or something. Is that what Lawler's going to get or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what happens when you don't give him, give him an actual interview. He's going to get it in. Yeah, <laughs> he just runs over and yells. <laughs> he goes to dance and just says, yells at that. That's what's going to happen to you, Lawler. That's what I put down. And then he walks off. And then out comes Lawler with an arm load full of gimmicks. You know, that's exactly what I have wrote down. Lawler out with an armful of gimmicks. Really? Yep, verbatim. That's what I got. Dang. Yeah. But he, he's, he's got everything. I thought he had a fishing pole at first. I did, we'll, too. We'll learn, we'll learn it wasn't. But when I, when I saw that, I was like, what are they going to do with a fishing pole? Yeah. That's what I thought it was, too, at first. Like, is that a fishing pole? And uh, <laughs> so he comes over and talks about last week's match with Bass. And... Um, then it goes into this, uh, talking about how they had all the, uh, Bass had all the commission down there, that he had all of his Lawler's army. So they, is he, fish, he officially called it Lawler's army this week, right? He said, my army? Yeah. Okay. That's what he said. He said he had his army yeah. down there. Now, I don't know if that means we're going to get Lawler in a general's outfit again. <laughs> I doubt it. Or, or if that's just, you know, that's just his go-to. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get the whole gimmick, <laughs> the whole gimmick out, yeah, from the... Late 70s. That was awesome. Um, so then he goes and he talks about that, that happened last week and then he talks about this week. Um, says they're going to have a war match. Uh, and uh, <laughs> what, what I got from it is that a war match is no DQ lumberjack. Yeah, it's like, it's I, you know, I, I was thinking, are they trying to play off kind of like war games? Because war games was, was big at this time. You know, wasn't it? Wasn't did war was the first war games eighty six, or was it eighty seven? Because if it was eighty seven, 
it just ended because it because uh, I had it at, at the war game started at Grand America Bash, right? Yes. So if it was eighty six, eighty seven, it just so it's still hot. So I'm thinking they're kind they're kind of they can't say war game, so they say war match. That's what I'm thinking. You know, kind of playing off from it because it's popular, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it, it wouldn't be above the realm of possibility to believe that Memphis would steal something, would it? Well, they're really not stealing. They're just kind of taking, you know, something that's hot, a name, kind of toying with it. I mean, that's everybody. Everybody did that, though, you know? Absolutely, but this is also the same promotion who <laughs> had, had Dusty Rhodes under a mask, allegedly, wink, wink, notch, nudge. And uh, wasn't uh, uh, Jerry Stowe was a mass superstar? Yeah, you had a mass superstar. You had some not real assassins. Well, everybody had those, though. Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, we, get, we, we, we got where you're going. <laughs> yeah, well, we can, we can go on and on with this. Yeah, yeah, Memphis Mem- will take an idea that'll work and make their own version. Yeah, Memphis did do it more than anybody else, I think. <laughs> and a lot of times more blatantly. Yes, definitely. Definitely more blatantly. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Stubbs is a mass superstar, and they didn't act like it wasn't, like, they acted like it was Bill Eady. <laughs> I mean, there's an, I ain't knocking Jerry Stubbs, but Jerry Stubbs had a great body, especially when he was Mr. Olympia, but the, the body type was, it's so different, you know? Oh, Bill, Bill Eady was a good... I don't know, three or four inches taller, and he was broad. He was brawnier. At least three inches, yeah. At least three inches, yeah. Total body, different body shape. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, so he talks about having having his arm. He's gonna have his guys come out there and talk about the matches. What he said, it's no DQ, anything goes. Is that what he said? Uh, yeah, no DQ, anything goes. And since everyone's surrounding the ring, Waller says, "Well, it'd be dumb to go to war without weapons." Yep. <laughs> so he start he starts calling out baby faces and presenting them with weapons. Yep. So first person he calls out is Rocky Johnson. He comes out and he says, "Rocky, I'm gonna give you some boxing gloves because that that's the you know basically the whole time even the '70s when Johnson was in the Tennessee Territory was you know the boxer gimmick that was his thing." And you know, so everybody knows that. And then Tracy Smothers comes out. I, I, I understand why he did it. Logically, it's still dumb, though. Hey, let's pad your punches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you won't break the hands, man. Don't break the hands. <laughs> well, yeah. he, he, hey, throws, hey. he throws 47 punches a comeback, so it shouldn't matter. Hey, little Dwayne needs some food on the table. He can't break the hands. He's got to work. Put the food on the table That's for it. little Dwayne. <laughs> That's it. He's got to have that $7 in his pocket to become the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so Tracy Smothers comes out. They calls him out. He gives him a kind of prod, a shot stick. And uh, the best is he's trying to show that it works, yes. and it doesn't work. Yeah, because it's got, looks like duct tape around it. Did you see it? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, and Lance was, Lance was like, uh, he's like, wouldn't you try this on something? Lance's like, uh, he said, well, it ain't going to, it ain't working. <laughs> I, I think it was actually just a barbecue fork with a battery packs battery, duct tape to it. Like when the, you know them old big, them old flashlights from the eighties. Everybody had had that big battery pack on the bottom, that the big lantern like gimmick uh, flashlights, the big handle on the top, and the, then the whole bottom was a battery pack. It looked like one of those duct tape, yeah, to them big barbecue fork. Things. 
But they did. Oh, yeah, it probably but, was Jerry Jarrett's. I mean, he does all that. He did have all that cows and stuff. So probably the really was. boys come out and they're given a studded belt. Yeah. By, by a studded belt, I mean one studded belt. Yeah, they give him one between the two. And he's, <laughs> I was like, oh, there's two of them, shouldn't they? Yeah, they gave him one belt. The Billy Travis comes out. This is the best one. This is the best one. <laughs> Billy Travis comes out. And, man, did you hear that pop? Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Man. You know what it was? You know what it was? That jacket. <laughs> it, was that, it was that jacket that Mark Starr wasn't allowed to have. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, let me get this out of my system. That that that, that tickles me, man. <laughs> Poor Mark Starr. He got he got shafted. Um, so he comes out and he talks about, you know, when you're a little kid and you get in trouble and your mom make you go out and get your switch and you come here with a little one and she make you go out there and after several times and you, he said, Well I'm gonna give you he said, I'm gonna uh what he said? I'm gonna save you a few trips. Yeah, save you a few trips. Here you go. <laughs> All these people are getting these other gimmicks. It's <laughs> Billy Travis a a, a a switch with limbs still on it. <laughs> hey, I'll say this though. Seems like a solid switch. Because he kept hitting it on the ground, it wouldn't break. And I was like, dude, that thing's gonna break on TV. It's gonna break on TV. You know, Water's like, quit hitting the stick on the floor. <laughs> No, it was, it was a solid switch. It was, but still, it's Memphis TV. It's going to break, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so out comes old Double Jizz, eh? He got a big old pop, too. Yeah, kendo stick. Yeah, he, he says, I got a kendo stick for you. He, he talks about, and that was this was and this was good, too, because he said, I remember your match with Sato and Goto and Tojo, and you was swinging that stick. That was good. Did they cool. ever allude to the fact that a friggin', uh, that Tojo trained Jeff. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why he didn't go. I guess probably just to separate, you know, Jeff and Tojo. Well, no, they but, did the whole thing, and then remember um, when they had. No, that- I, I, I get the deal, but I, I just didn't understand why Lawler didn't go there and, and say, "Hey, I, I know when you were training with Tojo, you probably got hit with this a lot, so you know how much it hurts." Well, there's a difference between getting hit and hitting somebody with it too. So I think that's why, you know, because they, I mean, they had a feud for like six months, you know, so, uh, you know, so I think that was, you know, that was good because there was a lot of kendo sticks thrown in that six months. So that was good. He yeah. brought that up. And for those who don't get the reference, when Tojo Yamamoto would train you and you would mess up, or even when you wouldn't mess up, oh, just yeah. for fun, he'd, he'd just slam you with a kendo stick. Yeah, and to weed the guys out to run them off too. Yeah. No, he probably did it less with Jeff. Oh, yeah, because that's his... He's got signed his checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Jerry's paying him, so he probably did it less. Yeah, I'm but sure I'm sure he got one, at least. No, he got some, I'm sure, but not, in the, you know... You know, not, nothing like uh, some of those boys got, you know. Anyway. Yeah. And then finally out comes Bill Dundee, and again, I heard some booze. I'm it was gonna, mostly cheers, but I heard some boos. I want to go back and check that out. Dang, I wouldn't doubt it though. Um, so Dundee comes out, and guess what he gets? The, well, what else would Bill Dundee get? The Memphis Chain, baby. That's it, baby. <laughs> and that was a good one. It was a big long one too. 
and he talked about, he said he'd been to call Sam, and he thought he had Dundee, and he'd look up, he'd see the chain wrapped around Dundee's, it was good. Like I said, you know, this it, it's hokey Memphis, you know, but Lawler, especially with, with, you know, with Jeff talking about, the, the you know, going back a year ago, when he first, you know, broke in, and Tojo turned on him, and, you know, that six months of battling back and forth, and Kendo sticks getting you know involved a little history there. Then he talks about the history of, you know of Dundee hitting him with a chain all the time. <laughs> so it was good. Well, it was good. Something I, I uh, laughed about was you know he would talk about how he'd have the match in hand, and then Dundee would hit him with the chain, and next thing you know he's looking at it, the lights and he's beat. Yeah. I've I've watched matches with Dundee and Lawler where they're both using chains over and over yeah. and over. You know what I mean? So. The chain wasn't necessarily a one-shot. It's so funny in the wrestling psychology and the wrestling zeitgeist that sometimes a, a chain shot is it. Especially somebody, when it got into the 80s, it seemed that it happened more. Sometimes a chain shot would get you. Sometimes it, would, it wouldn't, you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, it would be the same guy throwing it. Then a couple months down the road, he'd throw it. It wouldn't It wouldn't. finish. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and I, and I remember saying this to you when we were a tag team that uh, I always thought it was funny because actually the chain would probably hurt your hand more than it would hurt the person you're punching. It hurt. It hurt both of you. Yeah, it wouldn't feel good. Yeah, it hurt but, both of you. But it, it's still a thing that even today, no matter what you pull out of your trunks, wrestling fans still yell, "He's got a chain." Yeah, anything's a chain. Yeah, especially in, in you know the Tennessee territory, it's always a chain. Dude, I, I'm a big fan of working the donut hole, um, <laughs> and I'll pull out nothing, so there's nothing around yeah. my fist, yeah. and fans are like, he's got a chain. I'm like, why would I keep the chain just balled up in my hand? Yeah. It, it's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, he got the old chain. Oh, where I put my notes? So basically, that was it. He had, he had, he had, he, he's got Lawler's army. He's loaded them down. They're ready for the war match. So, so they cut the break. Come back with Lance standing. Out comes the RPMs, Mike Davis, Tommy Lane. What's the music? Do you know? It was so short, I couldn't. It was, uh... Hold on. <coughs> I remember a couple of times it was so short because right when they went into the singing part, that's when it cut off. Uh, I've heard it before. You know, I want to say it was on like the what Rocky was the one where he he fought uh, the Russian. Oh God! So I'll have to let you know that I've only seen all the Rocky movies once, and then never again. Well, I'm just saying, what is it Rocky Four? Yeah, I think it was on the Rocky Four soundtrack for some reason. But I gotta hear more of the song. But for some reason, I think it was on the Rocky Four. I could be wrong, but I guess I didn't. It, it, the music part, I remember, and, it, and I try to the words, but. But yeah, Mike Davis says that um, says we didn't come back to talk to you, and we come back to to somehow do our business or somehow, and he, they get in the ring. So where are they coming from? Where did they go off to? Georgia? Uh, no, that's where Lance said they've been. Uh, Georgia means means that they would have been in uh, Crockett. Uh, I want to say, let's see, they went in '87. Who was open in 87? I mean, did they go down to Florida? 
you know, I have to look it up. I'm gonna write this down so I have to. I won't text you uh, the day before the the or the day of the show and ask you what did I say my <laughs> what was I gonna research. <laughs> I'm gonna write it down right now. Find out where the RPMs were in '87 after they left Memphis in between Memphis stops. All right. But I say that because they're they came back looking great. They're in better shape. Oh, they're tan. Man. You know, so wherever they went, they were do, they were doing well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe they did. Maybe they did Continentals. This is a short trip territory, so they had time to tan and work out before the shows. Well, yeah, because Continental, you know, uh, you had you had your eighty uh, seven, so they were they were still doing Pensacola, uh, Mobiles. They were still doing Mobile once a week in eighty seven, I do believe. I, um, I think they had left the Mobile. The big building, they went to the smaller building in 87. They were still doing it once a week town. So they were still at least two or three days down on the coast. So that, it might have been continental. Uh, I'll tell you, man, uh, just knowing me how I know me, uh-huh. if I'd have been around the territory days, I would have wanted to work for the Fullers. I would have wanted to do short trips. Continental wasn't that short, though, brother. It was, from everything I've heard, it was being at home in your bed most nights. No. Yeah, when he was in Knoxville, not when they moved to Florida. Man, that Continental Territory was big, dude. Uh, I'm friggin', uh, Arn Anderson talks about being at home in your bed every night, being at the, being, you know, on the beach or on the lake until, you know, 3 o'clock and and then leaving for the shows. Well, they they did Birmingham, and then he took back over Knoxville. And had Knoxville, had, had the, there was a two ends of, of uh, the territory. There was a uh, Tennessee end and Alabama end. But no, because if because they did Birmingham, dude, Birmingham down to the coast. That's what a three hour drive. Well, I, I'm saying I'm not saying every night, but oh, okay. a lot of nights there. Yeah, no, I'm not saying okay. every night. Oh, well, yeah, I yeah, any, I don't yeah. think any territory was that. But well, yeah, because that but it's, it's but the Knoxville night, one like, was. Knoxville one was the best one ever. It was like a two hour every time every night. Yeah, that was just unheard of. Um, well, yeah, because well, you think about it, they did Pensacola, Dothan. Uh, 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 gosh, my mind just went blank. What's Alabama town at the very bottom? Oh my gosh, the main town. Mobile. Good grief, my mind just went blank. So you got three towns, and you had some spot show towns down that way. So yeah, um, <clears throat> and they still went into Florida. I, I don't know. I think they they still went, they wouldn't run Panama City every week, but I think it was like a spot show. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, three or four nights a week. Yeah, you were home. I bet. So yeah. yeah so I mean that that would be a great just quality of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what? Who who told the story about somebody who went to the Continental Territory? In the early '80s, and he didn't even have a he didn't even have live a he didn't have an apartment, a hotel lived on the beach. I he, can't remember who you're talking about, but yeah. I, I remember hearing he, it. He lived on the beach. He partied all night, and then he'd go sleep on the beach during the day before he'd get up and go to the shows. Who was that? They, oh crap! No, but that I mean that sounds amazing. Yeah, well, they said a lot of the boys. That's what Puerto Rico was. You know, at, into, well, well, yeah, because the entire island of Puerto Rico is what twenty miles. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Maybe, so I mean, yeah. it 
Uh, I know Jamie has told me he would just pass out on the beach. Yeah. Now, Jamie Dundee said he'd just fall out on the beach. Yeah. And then, you know, Dutch said he'd be booking the show right before the show on the beach with a, with some rum. Yeah. And then he'd leave, like, and get there an hour before the show. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, I can't remember who, they, who was that in Continental. But, 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 but then again, in Continental, you're less likely to get, you know, a cup of piss poured on you, so yeah. I think I'd rather do Continental than Puerto Rico. Yeah, batteries thrown at your head and pee. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yes, I can't remember who that was, but yeah, he came and he worked the territory for a few months down there, and he he's partied all night and stayed on and slept on the beat. Yeah, I wish I remember that tonight. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was a good. You know, you went home every night like you was when they ran the Knoxville Inn back in the seventies, but. It was pretty close to it, so I, I see what you're talking about now. The more I think about I mean, it, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, if you're if you're making, I don't know what a payoff for them would be, but if you're making seven hundred a week and, and you're at home most nights, versus if you're making a grand a week and you're working in Louisiana, I give me the seven hundred, Daddy. Oh, I don't see how those guys didn't die in Louisiana. <sighs> Man, those road those trips are just that was just. It was good money, but man almighty. I, I don't know what the weekly miles in Louisiana was, but I know Tennessee was a 3,000-mile-a-week territory. Tennessee ain't nothing compared to Louisiana. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Because they had Houston. They had... You know, I know Houston wasn't officially a Watts town. Well, but it wasn't it, every week town either. The whole crew until later on. The whole, yeah, the whole crew. Okay, I was about to say, it wasn't every week town, but no, no not the whole crew. Yeah. Because Bosch, Bosch, because Bosch, Bosch was who he wanted. Yeah, uh, but I mean, all those Louisiana towns, like Cornette talks about. It. He's the one who talks about it. You know, talks about a lot. You know, there's no no interstates. A lot of those towns, and you know, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, you think about the territory: Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Good night. That's a and. And if you hear, look at the towns and he talks about, man, it was crisscross. There was nothing looped. It was yeah. a crisscross. Everything was, was like, what in the world? How did, who, you know, it was just, when you got a town, a territory that big, you can't crisscross. But they did it. And a lot of those guys, like, like Duggan was there for, what do you have, like a six-year run with Watts? I mean, it's crazy. Some of those guys stayed there that long, you know? And, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's it's insane what the guys would would be able to do. Um, and, and it's also kind of crazy to me how much. Uh, so we're totally we're totally talking about a different territory. But Bill Watts was an amazing, amazing businessman. Yeah. But man, he laid out a territory crazy. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, and see, you know, and when, you know, when uh, the blind guy, what was the blind guy's name? He was part Leroy of Leroy McGurk. Well, McGurk went out, and then he got off his Oklahoma towns full-time, and that really, you know, so that, that hurt it, too, because, you know, you take those towns over, you want to keep the set nights that, the you know, with the guy before you was running. So, yeah, it's just, and, you know, it's just crazy the way they did it. Apparently, he also paid extremely well. He had to. He had to. Yeah. It was, it, it was it, oof, man. 
told me back was talking, I was talking to him back in what was it uh, I think it was 94 I was talking to him 93, 94 was talking I was I think it was probably 93 because I wrote a lot uh, with uh, on Saturdays with um, George Weingroff in the car same car with George Weingroff man great oh man I learned so much back then listen I mean how can you not learn going to the show in a car, and come back in the car with George Weingroff and go and to get to the show in the Booker's Tommy Higgy, the man who could who, oh my, it was a brilliant mind on how to get baby faces over, get that heat, get that sympathy. Man, that I learned so much by riding in the car and sitting in the dressing room between those two guys. It, it just, it, but you don't get that no more, you know. Oh, and, and both second generation guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what he was saying was uh, he when he left uh, Poffo's and went to work for Watts he goes yeah he said I got my check and I looked at it and he said it was 900 and like he said $80 and he said he said he walked up to Grizzly Smith and said Grizz come on man $20 y'all gonna give me 20 more dollars and he said something like he said well, here, George, here's 20 if you showed up or something like that. So you made, so you made that even thousand that week, you know. But yeah, they, but they, yeah, they, he, you know, and he was, you know, opening second card, you know, match guy, making a thousand bucks. But good grief, look at the miles, you know. Yeah. So they earned it. They definitely earned it. Uh, oh, absolutely. All right. So get back to, so the Rock and Roll RPMs uh, against Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis. This is the main event. So it's the two out of three falls expression time match. Hey, you got it right. Oh my gosh, I did. Look at there. The sun, the sun signs on a dog's butt every now and then, don't it? Anyway. You haven't been able to complete a sentence this whole time, but you got that right. Yeah, how in the world did that happen? <laughs> so Jeff Jarrett and Tommy Lane start. Um, man, <laughs> they did us open this spot. Uh, Lane took a bump. Uh, it was a hip toss. Mike Davis fed in. He slammed him. Tommy Lane come up and it looked like he was going to take a slam and Jeff turned at the last second for a hip toss and Tommy Lane stopped and then Jeff hooked. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. I think it was definitely because the, the old rule, right, is you take whatever the last person just took. Yeah, but the thing was though, I noticed that, but you notice he took a hip toss but Davis fed in for a slam. Cause usually it's hip, you know, you feed it, but he, but I don't know but yeah, he, yeah. He, gee, that's the thing. Usually, whatever the first person takes, second thing person takes. You, you know, it's the revolving door of just you know. But so I, that kind of was because like I said because Davis took a slam when I thought he was going to take a hip toss, you know. But then, uh, then Lane fed back up and was like, he was moving for a slam. And he went to give him another hip toss, but it, I mean, they, nobody in the crowd saw that, you know. We did, yeah, yeah. you know, but. Uh, Besides that, man, it, um, lots of shine. The hills were bumping. Man, you know, you saw about the RPMs come back look good. You know, when that we saw that, you know, when we started doing this, it was on the tail end of their run in Memphis. 
you, they were getting burned out. You know, they wasn't doing much with them. They didn't. It was kind of, you know, it, they really wasn't doing much. You know, one week they'd seem like they was getting a little push, and next week they wasn't. So you could tell they was getting a little burned out. They come back wherever they come back from. They're recharged, re, uh, reju uh, rejuvenated, and they were working. Yeah, this match was awesome. They were. They, you get, they, there's, this is not the RPMs we saw leave, you know, last month before they left. These guys come back. They had their working boots on. They look good, crisp. Re, like I said, regenerated. Uh, what's I can't I can't talk. You, you just said it, rejuvenated. Yeah, they did, didn't they? They did look. It, they it, it was a different RPMs than what we saw when we first started doing this. Yeah. So the finish comes. Uh, Tommy Lane gets the pinfall. He shoots Billy, I believe it's Billy, yeah, it's Billy Travis. Shoots Billy oh, Travis in, into the room. Yeah, go ahead. Did you notice before they did that, they did the, uh, they had to redo the spot. Uh, he shot Billy in, he gave him a tackle, and I think he hit his head because Billy went to hit the ropes and he hadn't got up, he got up, but he wasn't ready for the spot. Did you see him? Yeah, I feel like it was rock. I think he did hit his dog. Yeah, I think, he, I think he got, it got a little loopy there for a minute. Because because Billy hit the ropes and looked and he was you could tell I think he kind of it jarred him a little bit because man him and Billy was going fast yeah sometimes no, they, you, were, they you, were working you can, hard and sometimes when you you take that tackle that person hits you and you take that bump you can pop your head easily you know, yeah no matter how long you've been in the business and when you're going that fast and and they were snugging they were they were working snug and crisp man and uh, I think he kind of got loopy. So they went to the spot again. Go ahead. I just had to throw it in. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, so it was Billy hitting the ropes. Um, and, and I've never seen this before, and I really liked it. Yeah, it was good. Mid-attack, mid, uh, mid right? So Billy's coming back off the ropes. Uh, Tommy Lane grabs, grabs him by the back of the head, redirects his momentum into the top turnbuckle. Boom. Hits the buckle. Rolls him up, hooks the tights. Yep. One, two, three. There's first fall. And it was good because people were like, oh, crap, what just happened? You know? But yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good out of nowhere thing. It, it didn't kill Billy because he hooked the tights and stuff like that. Exactly. But it was also like a sudden jar to the head. Yeah, because they were, and, they were doing going so fast. So it, 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 it perf they were perfect. After they, they got it this time, it was perfect timing. It was good. Yeah, and then they continued the battle out to the floor. Um, they put the baby faces back on top a little bit before the RPMs run off to the dressing room. Yep. Uh, then we go to the Evansville Coliseum rundown. Yep. Uh, usually they have two of the. Um, let's see. Okay, they did have two bay faces. I should remember if they had two bay faces coming or not. Because the first one was the Nasty Boys coming in there. And, oh, they had a pre tape. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I got it right here taped. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of odd for them to have it. Because they've been out all the. Unless they missed one of the. Well, now they've been in all the studio shows. That was just odd. But they had a, they were taped, but um, there wasn't much to it. It was you know basically a, uh, I'm just talking about the the nasty match and everything and you know like I said yeah, they, we'll, we'll, they repeat it over and over that they're born on the streets. Yeah, like I said it's it's you know 15 seconds it's the nasties you don't want them to try to get, they don't need to go long. <laughs> so they get done then Jeff Jarrett comes in posts his match with Goliath for the Mid America title. Bigger they come, the harder they fall. That's basically it. Yeah, it was nothing to it. Just um, basically, just give us ten seconds. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and they, like I said, these twenty 
these 15, 20 seconds, they don't, they're not meant to, you know, to put any butts in the seats. It's just something to fill the time. Yeah. Uh, make, make the match look important that they do interview for, basically, you know. So they come back to the studio, the second fall, and they start out hot, all four in the ring fighting. And, uh, which was, I like that, because they ended it with it on the floor, and as soon as they got the ring, they got back on it. Yeah. Well, then we go straight to heat, Jeff, and Jeff Jarrett takes the heat. Yeah, yeah, they went right to the heat. and uh, Which I, we find out why Jeff Jarrett takes the heat. Yeah. They beat on him a little bit for a while, for about a minute or so, and then right in the middle of the heat, Jeff Jarrett hits a small package on Tommy Lane for the win in the second fall. So we're up, uh, we got two falls in, we're tied 1-1, one, one, and they cut the break, and they come back, and it's Lance and, and, and Yeah, and guess what? No time for a fall three. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so it's going to go down in the record books as a draw. Yep. So they got to get the match, uh, the match, <laughs> they talk about the, yeah, the match result, there's a tie, a draw, what are you going to call it? Uh, they get the... Results for today's shows. Lance gives a sign off, and the show closes out, and it cuts right off right away. So, uh, as bad as I hate last week's show, this show wasn't bad. Actually, it wasn't nothing uh, stellar. Uh, you know, it's gonna, you know, just blow your blow the, blow the ratings or not, but it wasn't bad. Um, you know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like nothing to write home about. It wasn't nothing to to slit your wrist like last week I was wanting to do because I hated that show. Um, so, you know, it was, it was, I'll give it, I won't give it a thumbs up, I won't give it a thumbs down, I'll give it, it was, it was there, you know. Didn't I give it the old thumbs in the middle, huh? Yeah, I, it, thumbs in the middle because it not, I mean, it wasn't nothing over, I might give it one thumbs up, I'll give it one thumbs up. Well, as you know, I gave last episode three thumbs down because <laughs> I grew an extra thumb just because it was so bad. But, <laughs> I, I, I will say I'll give this one a thumbs up as well. Like it, it was solid. It was solid. Definitely the in ring was better. Yes. God. Oh, in, in in the first match, I think we had longer than we had in the entire show it last was. week. Yeah, that one match, uh, the Bubba Goliath match. It was longer than the whole. All was it seven matches we got? It was longer than all seven matches last week. Um, and, and I think this show did a lot to further some storylines. Had some entertaining inter- interview segments. Um, the thing with Superstar Bubba and Superstar Build and D was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, Andy with the nut shot. And you know, even though it, it was a bit gimmicky for me, I enjoyed the Lawler spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? With giving them all the different gimmicks, even though Billy did get kind of shafted. Um, Here's my question on that. Okay. Do they all have to travel the rest of the territory with those gimmicks? Hopefully. Uh, the, uh, all right, Billy, don't lose that no, switch now. Surely the um, whoever the whoever's in charge, you know, of the town. I'm sure Eddie Marlin, Randy Hales takes the gimmicks because the boys will lose them. <laughs> you know. Oh, in, in a heartbeat. You know, because hey, and Terry, I'm telling you right now that cattle prod does work. There's going to be some rats getting their butt shocked by on the loop. <laughs> so there's no way in the world they let them bo- the boys have those gimmicks. I would have- tell Tracy you said that. Well, I didn't say Tracy would use it. I just said it was his gimmick. I, that, don't, that don't mean nothing. Uh, I'm telling Tracy. 
<laughs> You're in trouble now. No, Tracy would probably tell you the story. <laughs> I like how they, they, they snuck it out one night and did do that. <laughs> I love Tracy's mother. God bless him. Man. Oh, what the a, best. He's, he's just, he's up there in my book, man. Um, what, you got anything else about it? No, I just, I, I really enjoy uh, You know, I, I'm not going to give it two thumbs up because, yeah. like, it, yeah. that would, you know, that would be a super high rating yeah. of it. But, like, I really, I actually really enjoyed watching the show this week. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I watched it on Monday morning. I was going to just watch the first of it, and I was going to finish it, the rest of it today. I watched the whole show and did my notes straight out, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, same, same here. Watch it in one viewing. Oh. And I was like, man, that... Sometimes I'll, I'll watch these, and it'll feel like it takes forever. Yeah. The week before, it seemed like it was five hours. Oh, good God, yeah. Yeah, 50 minutes, and it felt like it was five hours. Yeah. But, no, this one almost flew by. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I watched it through and took my notes in an hour and a half, and I, that normally doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed today's show, yeah, or too. this week's show. Yeah. All right, here's my, is that, is that, you got anything else? No, go ahead. Okay, here's some notes I wrote down. Uh, um, we talk about during it, so I'll leave those out. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, I wrote down, these are the people that wasn't on the Evansville show, which kind of, it was a little weird. Uh, George Barnes wasn't on it. Scott Hall, Tracy Smothers, Billy Travis, Mark Starr, and Alan West. Uh, I'm wondering, is Scott Hall one and done? Yeah, I wonder if Scott wasn't just a, hey, we're going to send him down from the AWA to have him work somewhere else for a loop, and then he's gone. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just wondering, but they, you know, they made him look good. You know, they jumped him. I'm wondering if he was like, yeah, I'm leaving, you know? Well, no, next week. Because, you know, sometimes when they do bring people in, you know, because the, the, uh, the TV, you know, when they cut do the TV, it's a week or you know what I'm saying? So it, sometimes they, it kind of throws stuff off sometimes on the way people get booked that first loop. So um, we'll find out next week for sure, most likely. Yeah. I was going to look it up. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to be surprised. You know, give me something to, you know. Uh, that's why I kind of hate looking stuff up too because it kind of, I like to watch it because some, some, like, most of these shows, I, don't, I just remember maybe bits and pieces of so so... I watch it. Kind of, oh yeah, you know. So I try not to look stuff up, try to be surprised. But we'll know. We'll find out next week. Um, so yeah, that was kind of, especially after George Barnes won the belt. You know. Yeah. Uh, even though you know, my thing is they could have gave a, you know, why did they give Billy Travis a match with George Barnes? Because you know he wasn't gonna be, you know, he's not gonna have a match with Dundee because they didn't did that gimmick. So. At least have him, you know, or let him work. Um, I was going to say, let him work out in the West, and he'd probably kill Island West. <laughs> yeah, or Mark Starr, you know what I'm saying? It kind of, yeah. it was odd. And Billy not being on the card, too. Um, we don't know, we don't know who won the match between Lawler and Bass for the held up belt last week. So is it still, I guess it's still held up then. So I'm wondering, you know, because they said all the uh, commission was down there. And Lawler had and head and head is and so I'm thinking they might have just threw the match out, yeah. You know? And so this week I, can see that. I think that's probably what they did because nobody had the belt. They didn't and actually nobody was a champion. So, uh, I said the, the whole thing with the Lawler charm thing was hokey, Memphis hokey, but I liked it because it was Memphis. 
And the Billy Travis switch thing, that, you know, but I, you know, let's say he got the shaft, but you know, it's Memphis. And that, the whole thing with, you can relate with a switch, getting hit with a switch, you know? Yep. <laughs> I mean, you can relate. Oh, to that. absolutely. So, I mean, it's Memphis hokey, but, you know, it's Memphis, so it, I liked it, you know? Um, we didn't see the, uh, was it Knights of Darkness? Thank God. Wasn't <laughs> even a mention of them. Uh, let's see, okay. I looked back and I actually found uh, Mark Gordy sent me some of the uh, Nashville cards from, from 87. Um, some random ones he found. Um, so uh, that TV was uh, the 29th. So the Nashville card, so Nashville's card, Evansville and Louisville, that week used the same. Here's Nashville's card. Uh, it was Bubba against Bill Dundee for the superstar name. The RPMs versus uh, Tracy Smothers and Mark Starr. That wasn't on. That wasn't on the uh, Evansville card. Uh, Bill Dundee versus Carl Fergie. That was then Bubba versus Rocky Johnson in a match and a dance contest. That was on there. Jeff Jarrett versus Goliath for the main record title. That was on there. Uh, George Barnes versus Bill Dundee international belt. That's odd because that was on there today that they weren't going to give him the match, but they had it that night in Nashville. I bet they didn't have the match. What do you think? I can see that, yeah. I bet they didn't. I bet it was just, it was, it was on the card, but they didn't do it. You know, it, it, that whole thing, it, it's, I'm wondering why that was on there. Uh, then they had the Nasties match. The Nasty match was Nasty Boys against Paul and Pat Tanaka. And then the uh, war match uh versus Lawler versus Dom Lawler versus Don Bass and it says the Southern Belt held up. So I guess that they advertised the the war and it was gonna on the Nashville one um the, the Southern Belt was still held up. So that's what I'm assuming it was. But um that's what he found. So the card was most of it was the same but a couple odd did matches. You know, like I said they, they had um was Billy Travis on this one? No, he wasn't on the show either. Wow. I don't, he, man, he got a week off then. Huh. I need to go make sure this ain't when he got arrested. I'm going to pull that, look that article up, because he got arrested around this time, I do believe. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, let me, I'm going to look that up, because that's odd him not being on the Nashville show and the Evansville show. So, yeah, I'm going to look that up. Because it was, I think it was 87, late 87, early 88 when he got arrested. Can't remember that exactly, but that's odd for him not to be on the Nashville or Evansville show. So, hmm. Anyway. All right, well, I don't have anything else. I'm on the back. Um, no, that was it. That's a good little show. Um, the, um... Commission thing, it seems like that and Lawler is what they're really pushing... Right now, that's the main, the main thing, um, and the nasties, and the um, bad company, Paul and Patanaka, for the uh, Southern belts. But their belt, the the nasty match, they didn't say if it was a Southern title match, did the tag title match at all, did they? They just said it was a nasty match, right? Right. Okay. Well, that's good, and they can keep it. Hopefully, they'll keep it going. So that's basically the two things really going. Um, the Dundee 
uh, I think they kind of, I did think they did that whole gimmick with the uh, Dundee hair thing to put that on the back burner, give it a little longer life, and let him do the Bubba thing. Let them work probably a few weeks. So, um, but yeah, the, the main the main thing is the commission against Lawler basically. It'll be interesting if they go with it next week. We should know who the um, new uh, Southern title, uh, who has the Southern belt next week, surely after the after this one, this match. So Overall, like I said, it was, I liked the show. That's yeah, good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. But uh, uh, we're, I know here in a few weeks we'll start getting uh, more new people. Okay, we got the RPMs. Uh, like I said, we, so we got them in. I know... Just from memory, we're get we'll be getting in Bobby Jaggers, uh, T. Joe Khan, uh, Jimmy Jack Funk, Hector Guerrero, as we go along, and the Midnight Rockers come back uh, in the fall. So uh, they're gonna start some of the talent. They're gonna start switching out pretty soon. I'm I'm assuming because uh, I do know they get a lot of talent, especially on the hillside. Oh yeah, the hillside they get a lot of talent coming in. Uh, on that, because Hector Guerrero was a heel. I think that's when he did the hot sauce gimmick thing. Uh, was pretty. That was pretty good. And uh, I think it was hot sauce, wasn't it? I know he did it in um, Fuller's USA. He might have did it in '87. Then I can't remember. But yeah, it's gonna get good. A lot of different stuff. I, but I can remember from you know being a teenager in '87, going to some of the matches and and watching it on Saturday morning. So, but yeah, I'll look up. I'll check that. Um, Thing about the RPMs and see if old Billy Travis is in the pokey or not. <laughs> so, but okay, it's overall a good show. Got anything else to add? I'm good. Uh, me too. I'm pretty good. Like I said earlier, pray for the folks in uh, Louisiana, Texas, because um, they're fixing to get hit hard. And there's another one coming behind it. And they really hadn't, they don't even know where that's going to go officially yet. So, but just pray for those folks because um, hurricanes are, they're, they're bad deals, man. There's like it, they get hit by the wind and stuff, and then they get the flooding. And So just pray for those people down there. So, uh, all right, well, we're done for this week. And uh, for Jeremiah Plunkett and Quint Charisma, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Till next week, bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>